You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. You can also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Hopefully, you follow us on Twitter. We had a lot of questions come in via the mailbag episode we're going to bring to you today. And this is by far the most <laughs> clown-worthy questions we've ever had in our this. entire life. I love this And so for much. that, we thank you. We've got we've got a decent amount to get to, and we've got three Hornets questions. We're going to include all of those because as, as much as Not and I want to be clowns on this podcast... We feel like we've got to at least have one segment worth of Hornets content. But then after that, we're just going to roll with the other two segments and just answer the ridiculous questions that you've written in. Jimmy Brown, shout out to you. Always shout out to Jimmy sporting 730 the game, the podcast, big time appreciation. But those questions were phenomenal and we thank you for that. We've got the celebrity moments. Patrick Connor, been a longtime supporter of the pod. We appreciate you. We'll get to all of the shout outs here, but not a, I mean, we've got a gold mine to work with and these might even lead into uh, the episode. Tomorrow. Like, here's the thing. Y'all showed up and showed out and I said we were going to do a massive mailbag. And you know what? I actually lived up to my promise. There you go. Ask me when Honeycomb Heroes is showing up because I'm not necessarily so sure about that. <laughs> but y'all showed up. Y'all showed out. This may end up being two episodes this week, and we're just going to have some fun during the offseason where nothing matters because nothing is really going on or nothing that we can see per se is going on. So I'm looking forward to this. So let's get with it. Like you said, we have the Hornets question. So let's start with our broccoli before we get to like the cotton candy and the sweets and popsicles per per chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to get to the popsicles. Doug Branson writing in that question. Of course, he wants to be a part of this. We'll get to his question. And the third segment, we first have to mention rockauto.com and all the glory that comes with our partner, with our sponsor, rockauto.com. They've got amazing selection. They have reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We appreciate their partnership. Let's get to the broccoli, as you mentioned. Now, we got to eat our vegetables. Let's get to the Charlotte Hornets questions first, um, which were also really good questions. So we appreciate them for writing uh, the James Booknight-centric questions in. We'll talk about the rookie that was drafted in the first round this year. So the first question about um, James Booknight, we'll get to the first one. KV McKinley, he writes in, here's an unpopular opinion. Do we know for sure that Booknight will be a backup shooting guard or is there a slight possibility that could he, he could be a backup point guard? Not I would answer by saying he's not going to be backup over Ish Smith when you are talking about a player to carry out legitimate point guard duties, right? Like we can do combo guard stuff and then you can kind of mesh those two positions into one and book Knight can certainly score better than what Ish Smith is going to be able to do but we know Ish is a veteran we know that he can get into the pain and kick out we know he's going to be really fast he's going to push the fa- uh, the pace very well understanding the speed of the game right off the bat because the guy's played for a million different basketball teams and he's made a living at doing just that role being backup point guard coming into an NBA game so I, I think Ish Smith He's going to be the backup point guard. If that's the question, right? Like who's next on the depth chart between book and ish, it's going to be ish certainly at the beginning. And I think 
it will really be him the whole season. And then I think you're talking about book night. If you need something offensively, him driving to the hole, we'll get to that next question in a minute. Um, but first, Nada, just what do you think about that question from KV McKinley? We appreciate the response. I kind of I kind of want to hedge here because I do see his point where you could see scenarios where Book Knight becomes the initiator on offense, but at the same time they brought in a Smith for a reason. You're not he's not going to supplant the vet at all. I'm sorry. The issue is when let's say Ish gets hurt, then probably that's Book Knight and then you're you're praying for a third point guard which they'll probably have to bring in from somewhere. I really do kind of hope that Ish Smith is healthy because if not, then this can get very, very dark very, very quickly because then you only have one real point guard on the roster and that being LaMelo and he cannot play 48 minutes no matter how much we want him to. Um, I would probably say, I would probably agree with you more as to this is going to be Ish's show, but I would not be surprised if there are lineups that yes, we are going to see James Book Knight be the point guard, be the guy that's going to initiate for others. It also all depends on his defense, as we've said before. Like, this guy is only going to be as good as his defense will allow him, or he will only as play as much as his defense will allow him, and will go from there, pretty much. Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially as we've talked about before. At the beginning of the season, we'll see how much playing time he gets because it is going to be tough. And this is a team that wants to get to the playoffs. They've talked about that. I know they want to advance according to Mitch Kupchak. I don't think they're good enough to do that. We've talked about that, but they still want to get there. They're obviously going to be trying to win as many games as possible. I don't know if book Knight is going to help you right out of the gate, especially with some of the defensive nuances that come with learning the NBA game and how long it's going to take him to learn that. But the guy can attack. We'll see if he gets hot from deep every once in a while. The playmaking is better. I don't know if that's going to show up on a consistent basis. And it didn't even really in summer league. Remember, I mean, he had that eight assist game. And then the next game, I think he had like six, seven turnovers, something like that. Um, but book night excited to see what he's going to be able to do. And that kind of goes into the next question before we move on to the next segment. Taco X bellhop writes in, what is your expectations on how book will contribute this year? Do you see him pushing for a starting job at any point being the first guy off the bench or staying a role player? throughout the year. And so that goes into a little bit of what we were talking about with this, yes, but we can also expand upon how we think he's going to contribute. And I think that's, I think book night isn't going to start. I, I don't, I don't see him starting at all this year. Like LaMelo Terry. I mean, those guys are cemented locked in to your starting backcourt. The way you would have to put book night in is if you ran a three guard lineup right out of the gate. And it just so happens that you also have Gordon Hayward, who's cemented and locked in to a starting role. You're not going to start book night. Even if Gordon Hayward goes out with an injury, he's not going to start. If Terry Rozier goes out with an injury, then you might even be trying to move up Gordon. Hay I just don't think book night is really ever going to start too many games unless there are bad injuries, maybe a couple, and he gets like a handful via the injury way. But do you see it the same way? Not as far as book night and getting any starts. If I, I, people have heard me say this, but I'm going to continue to say this. If James books, if James book night starts this year, something will have gone completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's not, it's, it's not going to be by choice for James Borrego as far as, you know, if everything is going right for them. No, no. Something's gone horribly wrong because that means you've missed, you're missing Terry. You're missing you're missing Terry and Gordon 
Because I think that's the only way that those two start. Because at this point, if Terry's hurt, Gordon slides down, they're probably going to move, they'll probably slide uh, Miles Bridges to the three and then put PJ in at the four and go with that. And or if Gordon's hurt, it's literally just going to be Kelly Oubre. Well, yeah, and you can even put Kelly in the shooting guard spot. So, like, let's say Terry Rozier goes down then you're going to put maybe Kelly at the two if you don't want to put Gordon Hayward that high up. And I, I certainly understand that defensively. So if you're going to go Kelly as the starting two alongside of Gordon Hayward, yeah, like Book Knight's not going to start. So I think we agree no, there. No, you don't rely on a rookie. Like mm-hmm. that's this is the thing that I want people to understand. What LaMelo did last year was incredibly rare. What He, he was a positive force as a rookie. Not many rookies do that. Rookies are generally bad and detrimental to, to winning. So... This is why I kind of wonder if Cody Martin supplants him for the on the rotation for now. Keyword for now. If it's in January, okay, it's time to start worrying. But for now, let let James Booknight figure out where he fits on the rotation and let the coaching staff figure out where he fits in on the rotation. And if he contributes, great. If he doesn't, great. He's a rookie. He's not expected to. At this point, I just want to see the kid do positive plays. And it doesn't matter. So if he gives me, if he gives you 10 and three on 35% shooting, and maybe, again, maybe he shoots a little bit better from three, that's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting much from a guy that, even though he probably should have been drafted higher at this point, I just want a solid rookie. I just, that create more positive plays. That's all I'm asking. And I, beg Hornets fans to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, as far as what Taco X bellhop is putting here, kind of three categories, does he ever push for a starting job? Is he always the first guy at the bench? Is he always a a role player? I'm going to say role player because healthy PJ Washington and Kelly Oubre are like your sixth and seventh players with a fully healthy basketball team, depending on Mason Plumlee too. He's going to be your sixth or seventh. If you view PJ Moore as a starter playing those minutes, even if he technically does not play second one of an NBA basketball game, then even after that, you know, you could look towards McDaniels with more experience, just something like that. Right. So I think, I think James book Knight is going to be a role player for the most part throughout the year, finishing up on how he'll contribute. I mean, not a Devonte Graham, Malik Monk, no longer on this team. Those were the explosive dudes coming off of the bench that book yes. night most closely profiles to Kelly Oubre. He can be explosive around the rim, but we also know that the shooting percentage, his whole career has not been nearly as good as what Malik at least did last season. If you think that's sustainable and certainly Devonte, who might've been up and down, but even at the end of his up and down seasons, he's still shooting like 37, 38% like Devonte can shoot the basketball. So I, I book night doesn't do that, but he can also provide like some of the electrifying plays finishing really well at the rim. You want book night attacking. You, you want, yes, you, do. You, you want him getting to the basket. You want him to try to get fouled, finish at a high level at the rim. If not go take his free throws. Hopefully he can, you know, you mentioned 35% from three, right? Like, I mean, I think that would be a big time win, which is we off. It's a number we often reference, even if it's a little below that. Okay. You just want him to improve as the years go on. But I really see book night attacking. And then hopefully, as you mentioned, just making the least amount of dumb plays possible around the perimeter exactly. being such a young dude. That's all you want. Like you don't want, you don't want this super guy, this boomer bust guy, because usually the boomer bust guys don't end up turning out very well. Give me the guy that's going to be solid in his first year. And if he explodes in the second year, that's great. 
I kind of want that like natural progression because we've gotten and so far this the Hornets have gotten really really highs high highs and we've seen it with PJ Washington we've seen it with Miles Bridges we're hoping that LaMelo Ball stays high but then they've dipped off in the second year because they were given too much so I just want to see consistency some high highs some great plays maybe he plays a little bit in the rookies uh rookie sophomore showcase that's all I'm asking for I don't think that's all that much to ask for. Just give me solid, give me solid. I just again, I don't need a ten right now. I just need a solid seven and a half at this point. Yeah, I mean the Hornets are in a different position than having to depend on PJ Miles and even Lamelo the last three years, where all of those guys played pretty well their first season and pretty well being an extreme understatement for Lamelo. But just the overarching thing here is that you got production from your first round players year one. You don't have to necessarily as much with book night. You still have to a, a tiny bit because of Devonte and Malik's absence, but I, you're hoping that book night can come in and help out. And I think there's some good things he can do um, coming in and uh, as a year one basketball player. All right, let's move on. If he does get a lot of minutes this year, then he's going to be sweating a lot and maybe he'll be looking to sweat block to help him out in that area. Not that's something you know about. Yeah. And sweat block is one of those, like sweat is one of those uncomfortable topics, kind of like talking about the Hornet center sometimes and especially the Hornet step chart. So there again, <laughs> I've personally dealt with sweat. It's one of those things that I don't like talking about. Sometimes when I talk on this mic, I can't help but sweat. It's kind of why we're not on YouTube right now. But I know that this sounds too good to be true, but sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night, before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, you wash, you go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you got to tell them to check out SweatBlock. So you can go get it today for 20% off using our code locked on at sweatblock.com. Or you can go to Amazon or NCVS. But trust me, use our code sweat, locked on at sweatblock.com. It'll change your life. It'll change the way you look at the summer. All right. It's the clown questions coming up. Thanks to sweat block. And thanks to you for supporting the show. We'll start with Devonte Graham question, and then we'll move on from there. It's coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless like I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I don't, the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Before we get to some of these questions, I want to ask you about Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools. They've got more time as well. You don't stand a chance. Here we are introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. 
Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage, and Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that out there. You're in total control, and Stat Hero is a daily fantasy sports place the way it's meant to be, one-on-one. You can play Stat Hero now, and you can change the odds. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now. You can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match that's unheard of. You can go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Let's go one more. I'm forcing the broccoli. Nada. I mean, we're going to eat our vegetables Uh, just one more time before we can get to the clown questions because I am ready for the dessert. The ice cream truck, I can hear the sound coming. But first, let's get to... Don't drop your change, though. No, no, that's that's the worst thing ever. You're one quarter short, and you got some awful ice cream man instead... You got big worm trying to give you that ice cream. He ain't going to give it to you a quarter short. So you got to go try to no, find it. Um, all right. Max Tenardis, he writes in, do y'all think everyone is overvaluing Devonte Graham because he grew up in the system? I, I mean, I don't think so. And you know, this probably a little targeted towards me because I've made it clear. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> because I think, mm-hmm. I think Devonte Graham at that price was totally fine. And we'll get to a Zach Harper athletic article uh, later on this week, maybe tomorrow or uh, Thursday, where he gives the offseason grades. He mentions the Devonte Graham move going to New Orleans, but I don't. I don't really care about the growing up in the system. I actually never really thought about that. You know, I, I think if anything, it's it's just a testament to how nice of a job that we've seen from Nick Friedman and the Greensboro Swarm and even James Borrego in that regard, where I've also had my criticisms, but he's done a nice job having this system in place for young guys to be able to go get some run in with the Greensboro Swarm and utilizing that to the best of their ability. So I value that, but it doesn't make me value Devontae Graham more. I, I value that system and helping these basketball players to either then help the Charlotte Hornets or help them get assets in return or help them in a variety of areas. But to me, it was just a, a decision that I would have gone with keeping Devonte at that type of price, especially as the protections on that pick showcase, it could go to two seconds after just one year. If you have all of this in hindsight come about, I'm probably sticking with the Devonte Graham because you know, his catch and shoot ability is extremely good. He's also a good decision maker. You know, we've we've evaluated Devonte quite a bit. I don't think I'm overvaluating him at all based on the system. In fact, if we're talking about the way I value Graham just in general anyway, I was scared and we talked about this, Nada. Like I was scared to keep Devonte if we thought it was going to go like what north of 16, 17 mil, right? Like we we talked yeah. about our reservations there. You know, I would have been like, all right, man, you know, that's that's a little too rich for me. You know, and maybe maybe we can move on from there. But I just was surprised to see that contract come in as low as it Where did. It did yeah. yeah. And and I think that price to talk about the catch and shoot ability, the smart decision making, low turnovers giving another secondary ball handler who's who serves as a primary ball handler to LaMelo ball, but can also play well with them. I, I thought that was valuable at the contract he signed with New Orleans. See, I'm one of those that doesn't think that it's overhyped, and that's simply because of what Devontae did. How many guys do you know go from G League to like legitimate G League minutes to spot minutes to, oh my God, he's top four for most, inv- most improved player for the NBA? Right. Like that part, is not overhypable. 
Now, granted, did he level off in the back of that season? Yes. Did he really just not fully functionally improve? Kind of, but he was still very, very reliable. At the end of the day, you cannot overstate the growth that this guy made and how good he was. Now, this is where I push back against this because, as always, I keep bringing this up. He did not, he wanted something that he could not have here, and that's okay. That's going to be one of those things like, I want to start. Yeah, well, I kind of want to date Halle Berry, but that's not happening. No, you don't. So, you you want to you want to stick in this right here now, Nada. You want to be in the moment. I'm. You, I got to save you from that. You're you're good. You don't need to date Halle Berry. You're in a great relationship, man. If she listens I, I to am. this, if she listens to this, we're. I'm trying to save you, Nada. Hold she back. She would. She would. She would understand. <laughs> she would understand. Especially but, this yeah. double date we're going on, Nada. I don't want any yeah, awkward yeah, yeah, exactly. things going on. Exactly. Exactly. So. Or better yet, how about this? How about I change it up? Mm -hmm. I would like a million dollars to be airdropped to my house there you tomorrow. Go. <laughs> I would like that. But you know what's not happening? That that airdrop of a million dollars. And if it does, I ain't telling none of y'all. I'm yeah. just quitting the podcast and going to buy an island. Mm. But still, I what I'm saying is there were things that could not happen. There, there were things that, and he says as much. He's explained this as much. So I understand why it happened. I also do not understand, like, I don't think the growth that in the inroads that he made was overhyped. I can understand both sides of this and just understand it couldn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody that would have rather had Devontae Graham. I haven't seen anybody specifically state, and he grew up in our system, and that's a big deal in order to keep him for the future. You know, I, I, I don't care. You know, I mean, the fact is he got here the way he did, which it's great. It's awesome for the organization, but it's not because of that that I say, hey, this is just another thing where we need to keep Devontae because he grew up in the system. So good question. Um, but don't think that really has any kind of factor in people overvaluing Devontae Graham. All right. What we're going to do now, because we actually did talk a lot about the Charlotte Hornets in the first two segments, we'll now get to a decent amount of the clown questions coming up next. Um, in the third segment, Jimmy Brown, he wrote in a couple of really good a ones. A couple of good ones. Yeah, Max Denardis, he also wrote in a funny one for us to talk about. Just another one about cinema. We'll get to that movie question in a second. Uh, just stick around, and then we'll get to as many as we possibly can. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You don't have to put up with that anymore. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, so you don't have to choose to spend up to even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or new car dealership. It's a family business, rockauto.com is, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They even have new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, Nada, what question do you want to start off with first? You want to get to the Jimmy Brown questions and then move on from there? Hold on. Let's, let, let's see. 
You know what? Hold, um, can we start with the, the Ninja Narwhals question? Let's start there. Okay, sure. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yes, Ninja Narwhals. Always appreciate his interaction with the show. Everybody that wrote in any questions. He writes in, what is the worst movie that y'all have seen? Not I'll let you go first if you've got to answer. No, no, one. I want to because I want to hear your because I want to hear no, you go first. Okay. I know again, you've written down your answer on the Google Doc. I've Correct. seen it. I am trying mm-hmm. to think what made you actually see this film. Well, here's the thing. All right. So my my answer is Jack and Jill. Yes, I yes. I don't I think that's the name of this movie. So is it the Adam it's the Sandler one, with, one where he dresses in yes. drag? Yes, that's oh, correct. No, that's the answer. So big time Adam Sandler fan from at least back in the day. You know, I'm that dude. I love Happy Gilmore. Big Daddy, oh, it's the best. Love Miss I even like Mr. Deeds Mr. and Deeds I contend. Awesome. It's so it's good, awesome. right? Thank you. I thought we actually would have some pushback, but I appreciate your love for Mr. Deeds. It's yes. so good. I think that click was the bridge for Adam Sandler in going from really good movies where maybe you'd have a miss. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Little Nicky. Maybe some other fan, maybe some other people like Little Nicky. But I mean, he'd have like a miss or two. But for the most part, he was putting out big time hits. Click came along. Click isn't terrible. But it's also not Gilmore Waterboy level, Big Daddy, nothing like that. And then after Click, Adam Sandler started to put out some really, really bad comedies that just did not hit the same. And I'll tell you where it got rock bottom for Adam Sandler. (laughs) It's Jack and Jill. So me and my buddies, like junior, senior year of college, we try to put it on. It's on Netflix. Not I'm not kidding. We get through the first 20 minutes and it's so awful. Maybe 25 all of us look around and we're like, dude, we need to get out of this. We need to get out of it now. It's the only movie that I've only watched not even a half hour of and couldn't go through it anymore just because of how simply bad and awful it was. Jack and Jill is the worst movie that comes to mind when you ask me what's the worst one I've seen. See, that's the thing. I would I would honestly say, especially in, with the benefit of hindsight, it's not necessarily Jack and Jill. It's I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> it's, but I, and I even like both of those. I like Kevin James for I some like of the stuff some he's of the done, stuff and it's done. But that, 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 with especially with the benefit of hindsight, that movie would not get made today, and I'm not so sure that wouldn't necessarily be a good thing. Oh well, we're we can we can discuss all the music, the songs. We can discuss the movies, the television shows that would not be appropriate within the last five years if it was made. If we're doing that, that's a different question, but. No. Jack and Jack Jill. And I, I can't say that 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 Chuck and Larry is worse than Jack and Jill. That's no, awful. No, they're equally awful. They're equally equally <laughs> awful. Je- again, Jessica Biel saves that movie for one scene and one scene only. But that again, outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, I, all I'm going to say is they are equally awful. Even though like okay. Adam Sandler and drag is this, no, never again. I hope never again. <laughs> All right, so we're both going some Adam Sandler movies there. That's interesting. And I love Adam Sandler. Sorry, especially a dude that's been in the news for basketball lately. Yeah, playing he basketball might show alongside up on the, Trey he, Young. He might, he might show up on some like North Carolina court and cross us both up and then then we all look bad. Oh, and it's a bad it's a bad form, but he balls, man. We saw that in the longest mm-hmm. yard when he's playing against Michael Irvin. Did I get you? Did I get you, dog? Nah, man, it's clean, all clean. All right, Jimmy Brown asked a couple okay. of questions. Um, are you? <laughs> I mean, really, Jimmy? 
you clearly put a yes, lot of thought into this. You did. It's excellent stuff. This um, is uncomfortable. We'll, we'll go with this. This is uncomfortable. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, nah, man, I'm good. What, what, you you ashamed to be seen with me in public? Nah, man, is that I, what it again, is? Y'all, y'all already know I'm semi-antisocial, so I ain't doing no double date with anybody. I barely do double dates with her friends. Ah, uh, you'll do one with me, buddy. I know you love me enough to do it. We'll only get to this question. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy asked this one. I know you will. Don't, don't hurt my feelings. Jimmy writes this in. Pretend we're in a world where Nada and Walker go on a double date. What's that look like? Are y'all pre-gaming? <laughs> Who pays for the Uber? Is there a restaurant or a concert combo y'all could agree on, etc.? First of all, what is it so, like? You've asked so many details there, about this date deep, already. Like, this is an entire segment. This is not a simple yes/no question. Like you do not have the room for etc. Here, no. like you've already asked all of the details of this with Jimmy. Um. So yeah, I now I don't know what your no, no, no. level of pain is for being seen out with me in public, but I would be thrilled. Of course, we could of do course. this. Absolutely, of we could. Whether it would actually happen because there's a pandemic outside is totally different. To- totally different. I forgot yeah, about exa- that. Yeah, exactly. Think. We forget about that. But like the date probably like who's where are y'all pre-gaming? No, because I'm I'm pre-gaming. I'm pre-gaming before no, no, I meet no, no, you. No, no, no. I'm again, I'm 38. I can't be pre-gaming like I, uh, again. I can't do that anymore. I am Well, I am I'm, I'm doing am, that. Look, th- so I don't think we're pre-gaming together, but I'm telling you right now, I'm probably going to have a couple of beers before I actually go out just to get a nice base level going. That's at least me though. Yeah. Like we can meet out later, but I'm going to be pre-gaming solo before now, we eventually meet you. Uber, um that that's a like Here's if we're all together, yeah. then I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind ponying yeah, up, like, you know, I, I'm honestly, it's served to be a detriment to me sometimes, but I, I can be that guy that I just want everybody else to have a good time. So it's like, yeah, man, I'll pay for the Uber. No big deal. Sometimes it will bite me. I need to check myself mm-hmm. when we're actually at the restaurant, but I could see myself at least for an Uber ride, depending on how big it is. I'll be like, yeah, no big deal. I'll just go ahead and pay. Is for there it. a con- r- restaurant concert combo that we could agree on? I th- well, I think we could all agree on the, the, con- the concert. Like you and I, with easy. similar music, yeah, it would be extremely easy. The concert easy. would be easy. The restaurant, I'm not so sure. Like, I, I'm. I feel like I could be pretty flexible yes. in that. I, I don't know what if, if you're. I don't know what restaurant you would want to go to, but I think I could be pretty flexible on that as well because I like to think that I have a versatile palate. Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I know that you have shamed me for some oh, of my geez. food takes, not as much as Doug, <laughs> but it means that I have a versatile palate. So uh, I think we could agree I on the restaurant, could. the concert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Certainly. No, we, we would absolutely like, I think we could, I think we could, could All absolutely right. do that. Let's get to the second question. That's a little less uncomfortable. Okay, so <laughs> yes, at, at least for you, I, it all depends. It depends on if I'm going to get this invite or not. So here's the other question Jimmy writes in. What's the best sporting event you guys have ever attended? We're going to answer that part B, but I want to go of with the latter first. Of course you would. Yeah, we need to get this out of the way. He also asked in, if Walker Mail ever got the cookout invite, which is just an extremely aware way to phrase that yeah. like you can't assume that i'm going to get this invite so really He's i mean very, also he, another shout out to Jim, jimmy. jimmy listens jimmy clearly listens yeah. to this podcast very much yeah shout out to you for having this question being written in a very aware type of way if walker mail ever got that cookout invite what dish or drink is walker going to bring so nada am i getting this 
invite to the cookout. Yes or no, because I've got something good cooked up for you, man. You're not going to want to miss it. I'm going to say this. Your invite is contingent <laughs> on the dish that you bring. Okay. I hear this. That's fine. I'll tell you first. So one thing that I think I'm decent at, at okay. least, and really I'm just trying to be okay. humble, is I've got a couple of shrimp-centric dishes. Ooh. So for okay. me... Now, I, I'm not as good with the frying of the okay. shrimp. So I'm I'm not that's like I know how to cook it one way and it's really just kind of doing the saute thing, which I'm not acting like this is hard. I'm just telling you I'm gonna be pan frying this shrimp, but I put a bunch of different seasoning in it that uh I feel like is good. I like a little kick to the shrimp, so I'm gonna put some spice to it. But the other thing that I make, Nada, and I know this is dangerous territory. I know this, but I can make some pasta salad and I put little baby shrimps in it and it's fire. And no, you don't have to worry about no white people putting raisins in it. Okay, that's all the way out. I ain't got how no room for that. It, how fine is the salad. dice on the celery? Because I need to know this. How fine is the dice? Oh, it, it's not too crunchy. I, I hate the big globs of celery where it's like you cut it up three times and put it in there. No, we are making this fine enough for a good crunch, but also small enough to not take away from any of the other flavor. Like I want the celery to serve as crunch, and I don't really want to taste the celery too much. Maybe the slightest subtle hint of celery taste, but that's it. I, I've got you on the the thickness of okay, the celery. Okay, you have cuts. your invite. You so, have, so you what have, I'm doing you is I'm gonna, your. Um, how would I put this? Um, you have your informal invite. This can be rescinded okay. at any time. But it's. I understand. But, <laughs> you've always made that clear. Anytime, anytime I've gotten the invite to the cookout, you've is, made it very clear very, that you have that chance yeah, to rescind this, it. I can rescind this at any time. But you have an informal invite to the cookout. I must also talk to the rest of the Negro community and make sure that it's mm -hmm. clear. And once you get your provisional license, then you, you will be fine. <laughs> but for right now, I, you have an informal mm -hmm. invite. Don't go showing up there with your, your shrimp salad or anything else like that. Just informal. Keyword, informal. Mm -hmm. No, I, I can't. I can't just break no. in. You know, I'm going to get a lot of I'm going to get a lot of mean, deserved looks. And so I'm aware of that. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I can't wait to bring these dishes to you. All right, Nada, that's really the questions we'll get to. You know, we hyped this up with the clown questions, but we'll just get to them more so tomorrow. Like we don't have a ton of content. Exactly. The desserts tomorrow. Yeah. The dessert. The dessert episode is tomorrow. So you have a lot to look forward to. Maybe we'll squeeze in a home to, again. Honeycomb hero. And then we'll you can't get through an episode part. without teasing that. And also without knowing like you are going to bring that up at the end of each episode. And we still don't know until if we're we actually do it. do it until we actually do it. Yeah, I have to promise it at least <laughs> I have to do that. This is a real problem. All right. Thank you to everyone that wrote in questions. Jimmy, your questions were excellent. We very much so appreciate it. Maxton artist. We'll get to your other question as well. Plenty of other guys we did not get to KV McKinley, including including Doug Brand. That's right. That's right, Doug. Sorry, Doug. Okay. You're not on the podcast frequently anymore. We're going to make you wait just like everybody else that has to listen to the pod. Thanks to everyone for listening to the podcast. And thanks again to rockauto.com as well as Sweatblock. Thanks again to everybody. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow.